It's Fiscally Irresponsible Friday here on TM5, sponsored by Incredible Pulp Lemonade. It's Losing his mind. Captain Insano shows no mercy. When he reverts, Tim! Your mom goes to college. I have misplaced my pants. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the Morning 5 for Friday. A fiscally irresponsible Friday, December 8th, 2023. We are 17 days away from Christmas. 17. Yeah, I mean, just think about this. Like, the next time... We will be on this pod. We'll almost only be two weeks away from Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's nuts, man. It's sneaking up on us. This thing, this year has flown by. It really has. Like. Yeah. I mean, it, it you know, I, I remember last year, I was setting up for, you know, this time last year, I was trying to set up for basketball season and baseball season. And, you know, summer rolled around us looking towards, uh, towards football season and boom we're right back in the same place we were last year and the bad thing is is this is the first friday since august 4th that we do not have football yeah it's rough dude um <laughs> yeah it, uh it, we don't we don't have football today because of a good reason i suppose is the last team that's yeah. still playing plays on the championship on monday but um yeah dude that uh that sucks you know it's like i sold somebody I don't know, a couple weeks ago, I said that was the last Saturday we'll have a full slate of college football for like 300-something days or something, 200-something days, something crazy. And, uh, yeah, same thing for high school, man. It, it, it got here, we blinked, and it was over. And, and we'll break down the entire championship game on Monday. Um, but today we're, we've got some other things to, to cover, so let's get to these. Uh, Bryce, today is National Brownie Day. Are you a brownie fan? Uh, when, when the mood strikes me, I don't mind a brownie. I'm not going to go out and, and, and seek a brownie. I don't like the prepackaged stuff. Not a huge fan of that. But you give me like some homemade brownies, I'll get a little corner piece every now and then. Once again, it's not a food that I am going out and going out of my way and seeking to get. Uh, but if Emily makes a uh, you know a little pan of brownies, I'll take a little square out of the corner. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not. I, I don't dislike brownies. Um, Especially like warm with a nice cold glass of milk. Yeah, I can get down with that. So you're a corner guy. I'm a corner guy. Absolutely. I like crunchy corners. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those questions that you have to ask when you talk about brownies is, is are you a corner or are you an inside guy? So you're a corner guy. Gotcha. I, I feel like anybody who says they're an inside guy, you should probably just never talk to again. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's my assumption on that situation right there is. A corner is the best of both wor- both both worlds. You get a little crunchy, you know, crunchy corner uh, crust, and then you also get a nice gooey inside. It's uh, it's the best of both worlds. Inside's just straight goo. I mean, there's no contrast to the goo. There's no crunchiness to the goo. You got to get the crunchy little corner piece. That's my, you know, I don't mind a side piece, but it, you know, if, if beggars can be choosers, I'm gonna go with corner piece. Could you get two sides with the corner? I'll say this real quick before we get into this, but uh, you know, you said you don't like the prepackaged stuff. Right. There is one thing that I do like prepackaged. Our county uh, in their press box, every single time we go in there, they have these little bite-sized, little poppable brownies that are the best, huh. the absolute best. I don't know where they get it from. I'm gonna have to ask Miss Lori, but man, those things are incredible. 
Dude, their little circle, their what? little circle, like little poppable brownies. And yeah. they're fantastic. Do you do you remember what they cooked us for the Heard County Pelham playoff game? Do you remember do you remember what they had up there in the press box? It was uh, a pasta of some sort, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, dude, and it was so good, man. And now I can't remember what it was. After you, after you said that, it got me thinking about that pasta they made for us in the playoff game. That was so good. I had like three plates of it. It was amazing. Typically, when you're in this year for Heard County, every time we were down there, it was uh, barbecue, and it was fantastic. See, I can't. Um, but- I, if I do barbecue, I'll fall asleep during the broadcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a plate or two of that, and then I'll be snoozing at halftime. All right, let's get to uh, this weekend's games. Uh, Falcons are facing the Jets. No, no, Bucks on uh, <laughs> that was <Sunday>. last week. <laughs> uh, no. Falcons are facing the Bucks uh, to hopefully just put a little bit more separation between them and Tampa Bay in the division. Um, Tampa Bay has not had a really good stretch of games as of late. Um, they have moments where Baker Mayfield looks pretty strong, and then they have. Their defense, which has been their strength, just hasn't been playing well, Bryce. No, and, and the the Bucks as a whole have not been playing well. I mean, really, the entire NFC South has not been playing well. Uh, but it's, Amen. you know, Atlanta's right now, they're undefeated in the division. They haven't lost a division game. They're 3-0 and right now. And actually, Tampa Bay is in second place. They're above New Orleans because of their division record. Um, but like you said, Baker's sort of had a resurgence a little bit down in Tampa. Um, I thought, I thought, especially early on in the season, I really thought Tampa was going to be like, sort of better than they turned out to be. Uh, you know, they started the season off hot, man. They started off the season three and one, and I really thought Baker Mayfield was going to be a dude. Um, but like you said, man, they're like two and two and seven in their last nine, or it, it's it's been a bad run. They did get a win last week versus um, the the Panthers, who have a midget playing quarterback. So I don't know how much you can celebrate that. Uh, but from the Falcon yeah. from the Falcon standpoint, man, I, I know last week in New York it was it was very rainy and dreary and disgusting and crappy weather. Um, so maybe we can blame the offensive woes on that. But I feel like that was two weeks in a row where we saw a good mixture of of running and and kind of divvying up carries between the three backs um we still gotta have a little bit more production out of desmond ritter but the defense looked good last week versus the jets i would assume we're gonna see sort of more of the same this week a a low scoring game i don't know what the over under is on this game uh let me see the over under is 40 and a half um and and i'd be very tempted to take the under on that one yeah it's I'll tell you this, man. Like last week, I, there's obviously frustration here as a Falcons fan after watching that game on Sunday. And there should be. Um, there should be. Yeah. 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 And um, here's here's the good thing. And we we were talking about this during the Falcons bye week. Just the stretch of games that the Falcons have the the rest of the way. Um, you know, and we're two and zero since the bye. Right. Right. It's. This is what we were supposed to be doing. And we get the Bucks back home this time, which is huge. Um, we've already beaten them down in, in Tampa Bay. If we go and win tonight or on Sunday, that's 4-0 in the division with two games left. That's huge. It's massive. That's huge. Yep. That's, that's almost like you need one win at that point to win the division pretty much. 
and I want to say right? the yeah, I want to say the number before the Jets game was four. I think the magic number for the Falcons is down to three, I believe. Uh, and you know, like we said, man, you look at this schedule and it plays out perfectly for the Falcons. The home versus the Bucks at the Panthers, home versus the Colts at the Bears and at the Saints. See, here's the thing: if if we're at the Panthers next week, we should sew up the division next week and win the NFC South. Am I wrong? Yeah, I think like, the magic number's number? three. I think the magic number's three. I think you need one more win around there somewhere. There's no way. There's no freaking way that we have to go six and zero in the division to win the win the division. No, no, you don't right? have to go six and zero in the division. But you have one, two, three, four, five. You have five games left. You have to win three of those five. But if we if we go five and one in the division or five like five and zero in the division right now, like we've got the Bucks this week. Right, and then we beat Carolina next week. Okay, so up the NFC South. You're am eight I, and six. Am I wrong? Yeah. What if the Saints went out? But we'd have a better. Again, I'm thinking region only over regular schedule. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, you'd still have you'd have a better read. You'd have a better division record technically than the Saints. But if they went out, then they'd have a better overall record. The, I, I'm pretty sure the magic number is three for the Falcons. Um, Everybody's not. Out, by the way, Saints. I'm as in the Saints, not <laughs> not Tampa Bay. Are winning out either. Oh, well, let's see what the Saints record. Let's see what the Saints schedule looks like. They're pretty terrible, though. <laughs> see what the, uh, Saints. Um, I dude, I I don't know. Three. When you say the magic number is three, that's that's three wins for us or a loss to who? Uh, I believe it'd be Tampa Bay. Okay. Yeah. So if we win if we win tomorrow, the magic number is one. Should be. And then Carolina. And we there's the division. I think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that was three wins or I don't know if a you know a win against the division opponent counts double or not. Um But yeah, I think it's I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if Sunday counts as two. It should. Well, I think it's three wins. You would need three wins to sew up the division. I don't think it's it, it. I don't think beating a division opponent counts for two wins, because once again, I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're going against the Buccaneers because the Bucks and the Saints have the exact same record overall. I know the Bucks are in second place because of the division record, but who's do what? Who's New Orleans got? Uh, New Orleans has pa- the Panthers this weekend. Uh, that should be a win for the Saints, I would think. Then they have the Giants. Um, I mean, it's 50-50. Giants are pretty terrible, but so are the Saints. And they're at the Rams. I think that's the that's the one that's the one faltering spot right there is the uh, is the Rams. I mean, the Rams aren't terribly great either, but I think they're better than the Saints. And the Rams have sort of been hot as of late. Uh, and then New Orleans is at the Buccaneers, and then home versus the Falcons. Like I said, man, I said this at the beginning of the season, and I still believe this: the NFC South is going to come down to uh, that January seventh game between the Falcons. And the Saints. That is going to be the division game. Whoever wins that game is going to win the division. I I hope it comes down to we. <laughs> if the I, if the magic number was three, I hope it comes down to us winning the division next week. Like I said, I don't I don't think I don't think the Buccaneers win would count for two because it's the Saints you're pretty much going against. Okay, but even then, all right. Let's just let's just throw this out there. Like if. If we win this week okay. and then next week, okay. that'll push us to what? Eight, eight and six. six. Yep. Right? Right. With one more win left to go, right? I would assume. 
maybe. Right. Nine and eight. So, like, we've got the Bears coming up. Uh-huh. That should be a win. Uh, it, will um, it? Huh? I, see, I, I looking at looking at Atlanta's schedule right now, I am I think y'all go three and two the rest of the year. I think I think that is I think that's where y'all go the rest of the year. It's three and two. All right, so we've got we've got Tampa Bay this week. Yep, win. that's a win. Yep, in my opinion. Yep, and and I'll talk about that a little bit more later on. Uh, we've got Carolina. Yep, next week win. That should be a win. should be well. Uh, home versus the Colts. That might be a loss. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's that's what I'm thinking. Colts play really good football. Very good football right now. All right, next. Uh, then you're at the Bears. That could be. That's. I'm see. I'm giving the Falcons a loss there because the Falcons have struggled mightily against scrambling and rushing quarterbacks, and Justin Fields is elite at that. Um, I don't think the Bears are necessarily a better team than the Falcons, which kind of sounds dumb that I'm picking the Bears in this. Uh, but I think that is where the Falcons are going to falter. Um, yeah, is a. Uh, I mean, you're playing in Chicago, right? Do what? The Bears game is on New Year's Eve, right? It is. New Year's Eve at 1 p.m. up in Chicago. Yeah. That's so I'm giving I have Atlanta winning this weekend against the Bucks. I have Atlanta winning next weekend against the Panthers. I have them losing versus the Colts, losing versus the Bears, and then they're eight and eight going into that Saints game. Now for that Saints game, for them to be eight and eight as well, they would need to go three and one over over the next four games. And I, I just, you know, that ain't happening. Yeah, that's just not happening. I don't know, man. All right. I mean, they got the Panthers, the Giants, the Rams, and the Buccaneers. You're telling me the Saints can't go three and one in that four game stretch? Uh, I'm telling you, it's gonna it's gonna come down to that Girl. game. It's gonna come down to that Ooh. January seventh uh, game of Falcons versus uh, Falcons versus Saints. And that's in New Orleans, man. That's going to be the division decider down there. Look, defense needs to continue to play really good football this weekend. Um, you know, Tampa Bay's, we barely beat Tampa Bay last time. Um, I, I think we have a better shot of beating them a little bit better this time around. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. And we'll, again, we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but, and this, this offense still scares me. It, it does. It does. It scares me um, because I don't, I don't trust Desmond Ritter as far as I can throw him. No, and you I, shouldn't. I should throw him because my bad back. <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't trust Desmond Ritter at all. The, uh, the offense has proven time and time again that, it, that Desmond Ritter can't win you games. Um, this is not a team that's built around getting down early and coming back and trying to you know win in, in dramatic fashion. This is a team that has to have control of the entire game. Uh, the entire time like you cannot let a game get out of hand and hope you can throw it for 300 yards in the fourth quarter and come back and win the game it's a it's a game it's a team that is built around running the football clock control and playing defense and you you can't you know if a team gets out to a 14 point lead a two touchdown lead it's pretty much over because of the way the offense operates so it's just control the clock control the clock run the ball play really good defense let's let, let jesse bates get a couple interceptions um, let Clayus Campbell kind of work around and destroy Baker Mayfield and uh, come out with a win this weekend. That's the plan. Yeah. All right, let's get to the Heisman finalists for this weekend. The Heisman Trophy will be passed out tomorrow. Um, 
finalists are Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State, the wide receiver. Uh, then we have quarterbacks Michael Penix Jr. Michael Penix uh, Jr. Michael Penix Jr. Michael Penix Jr. Bo Nix and um, Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels right now is the is the betting favorite and the odds odd favorite to win this. Um, he just turned it on late. Um, and, and look, Ohio State fans could be upset all they want to. Harrison had a hell of a year. He had a he had a Heisman worthy year. There's no doubt. But he's not winning the Heisman. No, there's no doubt. No, um, he's not. There are people in the in the Midwest that are going to vote for Bo. There's going to be people in the Midwest that are going to vote for Phoenix. Right. Um, and it's just that is what it is. So um, I hate it for Marv because I am a fan and I I was hoping you know he could continue to turn it on, but it's just not going to happen. They're not giving it to a wide receiver this year over. Um, these three quarterbacks. No, they're not. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, they shouldn't. If Larry Fitzgerald didn't win the Heisman Trophy when he had 22 touchdowns this senior, or senior or junior year, then Marvin Harrison doesn't deserve to win it this year when he only had 12 t- or 14 touchdowns. Like, I, I love Marv. He, he's a freak. Uh, he had over 1,000 rushing yards this year. But, I, you know, if, if Larry didn't win it when he had 22, then I don't think Marv should have won it when he has 14. Um, he may yep. not be done. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I... If, if I was anybody that was advising him, I'd go up there and slap him and tell him, get your ass in the NFL ASAP. Um, but yeah, he might be back. He might be back next year. Um, They're talking NIL deals that may rival a first round uh, contract. And that is the complete opposite from everything that I have heard about Ohio State boosters. Um, I know. Yeah. The 20, the, they said they were given the, the offer is between 20 and $25 million uh, for NIL. And which is which blows my mind because that's not that's not even close to what I've heard boosters look if your uncle and aunt are giving him 25 million you know they can at least give us a, a, a few shillings you know that's the new <laughs> the news coming out of Ohio from what I have heard from Ohio not about this but about Nil and the collective uh, you know all together um yeah. is Ohio State boosters do not want to give money to Nil collectives. Uh, they think it is a waste of money and would rather spend their money on educational purposes and educational things up at Ohio State. And Ohio State boosters that do want to get NIL money are struggling mightily with getting a collective up big enough to rival some of the SEC schools. Um, it's it's a it's an uphill struggle bus battle in in Columbus to get NIL money. Um, that that's what I've been told all season. But this would seem to think differently. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, Michael Penix Jr. He threw for over 4,000 yards this year, had 33 passing touchdowns, nine interception. Kid was amazing. Bo Nix, man, I, going up to Oregon and kind of having a resurgence career. He was good at Auburn, but he wasn't this good at Auburn. Uh, he had over 4,000 yards, 40 touchdowns and three interceptions, Billy. That's that's absurd. It's insane. And, and the bad thing is, is you have the SEC folk like our buddy Clay Harden, who's like, well, he couldn't do this in the SEC. There's no doubt. That's why he had to go to Oregon to do it. Well, like, my argument will be, well, Jaden Daniel did it in the SEC, and LSU would probably be in the SEC championship game if Jaden Daniels would have stayed healthy the entire year. Uh, Jaden Daniels, 3,812 passing yards, 40 touchdowns, four interception, 1,134 rushing yards in 10 touchdowns. He had 
over 5,000 all-purpose yards and 50 touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> and where he where was he before? He was in the in the Pac-12. Oh, that's a good shout. I don't remember where Jaden Daniels came from, to be honest with you. Let me see. Uh, I want to say he was in the Pac-12, but I don't remember where. That's driving me crazy. I remember hearing his name, but it wasn't the SEC. No, he's from Cali. Why is this? I hate it. Uh, Arizona State. He was at Arizona State. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. He was, he was with Herm? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was with Herm Edwards before that all fell apart. Yeah, burnt to the tough. ground. Um, yeah, so Jaden Daniels is is my Heisman winner. Um, like I said, year two through two through four, uh, two through four. Michael Penix Jr. is is my number two. Bo Nix is my number three, and Marvin Harrison Jr. is my number four. I think he's four. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, th- I think so. He had a great year. Um, unfortunately for Marv, he had a uh, a dumpster fire of a quarterback throwing to him this year. You know who knows what Marv's who knows what Marv's numbers would have been if he had Penix Jr. or or Bo Nix throwing to him this year or Jaden Daniels even you know um, but it's a report that he said uh, speaking of that dumpster fire that he was going to go to Nebraska <laughs> yes that's that's the report yeah yeah Kyle McCord is going to Nebraska um, so yeah yeah well it's it's crazy man you know I talked about the NIL collective. And two of uh, our, our our number one running back and our number one wide receiver apparently have massive NIL deals on the table to stay next year for their senior year. So, um, that'd be that'd Let's be nuts. Go. Yeah, that'd be nuts. Plus, you know, I I think, and, and this is, I'm not to get off tangent again, but this is one of those things that you know, this squad hasn't beaten that team up north. Nope, sure haven't. And and they also haven't had a big 10 championship. Nope. And I think that motivates a lot of people um, to be able to come back and be able to beat this, beat that team up North and, and go for a big 10 championship. Yeah. And, and when you got, when you got 20 to $25 million sitting on the table too, like, you know, <laughs> that's motivation. That helps. For me to yeah. That, that helps quite a bit. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's not, it's not like it used to be where you're forfeiting money in your senior year and going to the NFL and making a career. Like, you know, now with NIL, you can, you can make 20 million next year and still play football. I, to be honest with you, I don't know what the difference in, in staying in college your senior year and making $20 million or going to the NFL is uh, you're facing uh, crappier opponents. You're going to have a leg up on the competition. You're making money and you have a chance to do some stuff in college that you weren't able to do uh, your first three years. All right, let's get to a fantasy football update, and this is all you, buddy, because my team is garbage. Yeah, so we got uh, we got four four teams left in it. Yeah, yeah, four so four. Not to the lineup anymore? No, no, you don't have to. I mean, you're still playing. You're still playing in the like consolation bracket. You're still playing for something. You're uh, you're playing old Maddie Skinner this week. That's just. Oh crap! I didn't even set my lineup last night. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would, I, you know, I'd set, I'd set your lineup, but yeah, there's, there's four teams left. It's, uh, it's myself, Chris Ducas, Abner Castellanos, and the Mystery Man. Mystery Man, right now, ten and three. I'm ten and three. Abner was seven and six, and Ducas was seven and six. Ducas and the Mystery Man will play each other, uh, and Abner and myself will play each other. Right now, Abner has a ten point lead on us why why am i getting ads on 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 espn fantasy what in the world i have never seen this there we go 
Uh, yeah, Deontay Johnson last or Deontay Johnson on Thursday had uh, fourteen point seven points for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had three receptions, fifty seven yards, and one tutty. I had the Pittsburgh Steelers defense going, and they only, they only put up four points against New England. Man, I thought that was a surefire like double digit defensive day. Uh, right now, I'm projected one twenty five point nine, and Abner's projected one twenty three point seven. Uh, so it's going to be very, very close. But yeah, two, you know, me, myself, and I going to take down Abner Castellanos. And then I would predict that I will play the football fan in uh, in the championship. Once again, not everybody's fantasy football playoffs are like ours. Ours are a two-week culmination. So this week and next week are round one, and then two weeks for the championship. I think it's a little bit fairer than just having uh, one football week uh, per per playoff you get a little bit better of an average if you do two weeks so yeah this week and next week round one me versus abner and Ducas versus the mystery man so i'll say this real quick um i'm excited because very very soon very very soon we will be able, able to say who the football fan is yeah um, we, when can we one. do that when's that like january 1st is that when that's gonna happen uh, that is his official story Start, um, but I think he. Well, yeah. Notice is coming the fifteenth. Okay. So, all right. Cool. Um, secondly, Bryce, I, you're you're on fantasy right now, right? Right. Yes. Go to um, go to the players that can be picked up right now. Okay. Gotcha. I need a quarterback. Need a quarterback. So help me out. All right. Let's go. Yeah, let's, Sam, let's... Howell, Sam Howell's out. Um, this week. I need a quarterback. Bad. So I got a couple and options. I, 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 I got yeah. a couple options for you here. Russell Wilson. I picked him up in my other league, and he's been doing pretty well, man. As as much crap as I gave Mister Unlimited when the season started, uh, he's been a pretty consistent quarter. He's not going to blow your socks off, but I mean, eighteen points, fourteen points, sixteen points, fifteen points. He's consistent. He's he's at least consistent at that quarterback position, really since his bye week. Now, if you want to take a home run swing. You want to swing for the fences and get somebody big? Give me Jake Browning, man. Jake Browning last week against the Jaguars coming in. Uh, mop-up duty for the Cincinnati Bengals. 32 for 37, 354 yards, one tutty, had 26.66 points. 26.66 fantasy points as a backup. And then another guy that you can pick up this week, who I'm a big fan of. I think he's one of the more consistent quarterbacks in the league. Sort of they've forgotten about him because he uh, had a horrible game versus Chicago and then had a bye week is Joshua Dobbs. Dobbs is out there as a free agent as well. Before the disaster in Chicago, he had 24, 25, and 16 uh, fantasy points. Gardner Minshew's out there. Jameis Winston is out there. But in my opinion, if you want to go with a safe, consistent bet, Give me Russell Wilson this weekend. Russ is probably going to be high teens. He's playing against almost the dead last team in fantasy football against quarterbacks and the Chargers. If you want to try to take a big home run swing, you can take Jake Browning and see if he can do what he did last week and put up another close to 30 fantasy points. Yeah, Geno Smith is just too inconsistent, isn't he? Yeah, I, that's why I sort of just didn't even consider him. Like, I mean, 11, 13, 13, 2, 24, 13, 7, 29. I just... He has, he has that big boomer bust. He reminds me a lot of Deshaun Jackson. You know, it was tough having Deshaun Jackson on your roster back when he was sort of in vogue because he could go for 46 one night and then have three straight weeks where he's under 10 points. It's, it's just too volatile to be able to start a quarterback like that. 
I got you. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah, I was just something I had to try to figure out. And I finally get to move J- Justin Jefferson out of my uh, IR. Hey, there you go. The first <laughs> Weeks. There you go. There you go. I like it. Yeah, so I, I would I would go either Russell Wilson, uh, if you want a consistent guy, or swing for the fences and go for Jake Browning. All right. Thank yep. you. Uh, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. Billion flag football. Central beat Whitewater 14-6 to in the Elite Eight and then fell to Greenbrier 6 to nothing in the Final Four. What a great season from our Lady Lions flag football team out there. No doubt, man. And look, that, that Greenbrier team defensively was <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, you were telling me about their stats and their schedule and everything. It's unreal how much they've, like, it was a lot of shutouts a lot of shutouts and if they didn't shut them out they lost their first game i think it was like 16 to 19 or something like that and then after that they they only allowed six points five times the rest of the year <laughs> that's crazy they're they were like 17 and one or 18 and one so that's when you only allow when you only allow points what six games out of the 19 that you play yeah that's insane that's nuts I'm going to see if I can find some um, stats for that game, but uh, I don't see any. Yeah, it's it's tough. Oh, yeah. well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a great season by the uh, the Central Lions. I, I wonder, I, I know last year they had a ton of kids coming back. I wonder how many kids are having coming back next year. Oh, I know there's a lot of senior leadership on this team Is this year. Yeah. I mean, um, state championship last year, final four this year. It's been a good two-year run. Camry McEwen is is definitely a senior um, for for Central. That's going to be tough. Uh, that's um, and it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. See what they they come up with. Coach Ivester and everybody and company come up with next year. Uh, on the Smith floor coverings, games and events calendar for this weekend tonight: girls basketball, Bowden at Woodland at six p.m. Bremen versus LFO. I'm assuming that is at six p.m., but I'm not a million percent sure. I might want to check GoFan before you make your way out to Bremen to watch those girls. Uh, Mount Zion's at home versus Green Forest at 6 p.m. And Villarica is at home versus Banneker at 6 p.m. The Villarica games tonight will be on the Wildcat Network. We'll go live probably about 5.50 and have the boys and the girls games for y'all tonight. Over on the boys' side, Bowden at Woodland at 7.30. Central versus Christian uh, uh, Trinity Christian at 6. Heard versus Troop at 7.30. And VR versus Banneker at 7.30. Tomorrow night in girls basketball, Bowden at Harrelson County at 2.30. Bremen at Claiborne County at 2.30. Central versus Handley at 4 p.m. Temple at White Plains at 4 p.m. And Villarica at Crapple Hill at 6 p.m. Once again, we will have both Villarica boys and girls games tomorrow night at Crapple Hill for you on the Wildcat Network on Hometown Sports Media. Over on the boys' side, Bowden at Harrelson County do what? Yeah, I was, I was about to tell you. Uh, so you've got Villarica, uh, and I've got Central tonight against Trinity Christian, and then tomorrow I've got Mount Zion versus Hurd. So you just get the boys tonight, right? Yes. Oh, nice, nice. And then you have uh, you have the Hurd. Uh, um, uh, who's tomorrow? Who'd you say tomorrow? Hurd and Mount Zion. That's tomorrow? Oh, boys. Yeah, I got two. you. Got you, got you, got you. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, you man, you get... 30 and 4. You get... Uh, Nice, nice, awesome, sweet. Uh, yeah, and the boys, uh, Bowden at Harrelson County at 4, Central versus Hanley at 6, Heard County at Mount Zion at 4 p.m., and Villarica at Crapple Hill 
at 7 p.m., uh, 7.30 p.m. So once again, tonight uh, we have Central versus Trinity Christian at 6 on the Lions Network, and then Villarica versus Banneker at 6 and 7.30 on the Wildcat Network on Hometown Sports Media. And then tomorrow we have Herd at Mount Zion. What you say, 2.30 for the girls and 4 for the boys, Billy? Yeah. Uh, that'll be on the – you're going to go live on the uh, the Mount Zion and the uh, Herd County Braves Network? I will, indeed. All and right. I'm going to go – Bryce wants to go 10 minutes. I can't do 10 minutes. Give me about five minutes before tip-off. <laughs> I'll start with starting lineups and everything, and then we'll do uh, National Anthem, and then we'll get going. And then we'll have – I'll have Villa Ricker at Crapple Hill tomorrow night. Girls at 6, boys at 7.30 on the Wildcat Network for Hometown Sports Media. We'll listen to you on the way down to, uh, we should be done. We should be getting close to being done with the boys game when you're starting with the girls game. So nice. Gavin and I are heading down to Callaway gardens tomorrow. So, oh boy. Uh, I hope you opened up the pocketbook for that one, man. Holy tell me about smokes. It. Those, those tickets have gotten crazy. It, haven't they? It's insane. We looked at going down there this year and I looked at the tickets and I was like, ah, absolutely not. I was like, well, yeah. we're going to the lights of life where it's 10 bucks per car. Uh, it's it's crazy expensive, man. I don't remember. I remember being expensive when I was a little kid, but I don't remember being that bad. And the better thing is to go during the week. So like Monday through Thursday, right? Um, there, I got an email the other day that that was offering like nineteen dollars. Oh wow, that's um, not bad. A lot better. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I yeah. could I could swing that. Yeah. All right, let's get to uh, the. Soft earned dollars brought to you by the incredible pulp lemonade. Uh, shout out to Steve Walker and Carol Walker. They are fantastic human beings. We love them dearly. Um, they they are a huge part of what we do. Uh, absolutely huge part of what we do. We shout out. Shout out. Uh, I am up over three hundred and fifteen dollars. Killing it. Three fifteen ninety one. Bryce is at one ninety five eighteen. So what's the quick math there, Bryce? What are we? We're obviously over five hundred. Oh yeah, uh, way over. Yeah, couple, couple, three, four, five. Yeah, over five hundred dollars. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. Uh, we started out with three. I don't believe so. I don't. I don't think that's how numbers work. I don't know. We are at five ten. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Five ten. I, I carried the one, and I shouldn't have. <laughs> you carried the one one too many times. Uh, yeah, up over $500, $510 right now, and we started off with 30 bucks this year. We started the year off with 30 bucks, and we are combined up over $510. Telling you, I think we need to do it for real next year. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good on it. Legalized sports gambling in Georgia. Damn it. Come on. Tired of going yeah, through no, 16 different no back doors to be able to bet. Come on, Tyler Paul Smith. Let's go. Yep. Um, our buddy over at the Perry and Lawyers. Get it he's, done. He's also the senator. Let's get it. Let's get it rolling. Get it done. All right. Uh, let me get my three out of the way for you. Um, starting off with the Falcons. The Falcons. I'm going to take the Falcons minus two and a half versus Tampa Bay. I like I it. I feel confident. About it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do. Um, and I, I shouldn't, but I, I do. I like <laughs> it. I like it. I like the confidence and I like the bet. Yeah, a two and a half. It just seems it seems like a win. Uh, Texans versus the Jets. This one I teased. Um, I went and found an alternate spread. Um, Texans I minus six and a half versus the Jets are plus one thirty four. I'm taking it. I, the, I know the Jets that are just terrible, just a, dude. Huh? The Jets are just terrible. Like this, this should be a home run bet. The Jets are just awful. 
It, it should be, but the Jets' defense is really good. And I'll say that, like, they are. They're really good. They're really solid. Um, so I'm taking Jet or excuse me, Texans minus six and a half versus the Jets. That's a plus one thirty four. So hopefully that hits. And then um, give me the brand new, new Lions. Lions minus three uh, versus Chicago this weekend. All right, all right, I like it. Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs versus Bills. Chiefs are a point and a half favorite versus the Bills. The Bills are are reeling right now. The Chiefs aren't terribly great. They're not on fire. Uh, but I think I think the Bills are right at the edge of the cliff, and I think they're about to get pushed off, and the Chiefs are going to be the ones pushing them this weekend. Chiefs, uh, one-and-a-half-point favorite going into that game. Give me that one. Penguins at Panthers tonight. You got a little NHL action. Give me the over at six-and-a-half goals. Uh, right now, oh, the – Do what? I said, oh, snap. Yeah, give me give me the over there. Um, it, it's two really good defenses, honestly, but I, I have a feeling that this is going to be a high-scoring game. Pittsburgh's pretty terrible this year. I think they're, like, right next to the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, in the Metropolitan. They're not, they're not playing as well as they normally play, but Florida Panthers, they're right there sitting in second place. Um, give me uh, give me the six, give me the over with six and a half goals. It's at a minus 115. Uh, and then Pascal Siakam to record a double-double tonight versus the Hornets. Essentially, I think it's a 50-50 on who's going to record a, um, a double-double tonight uh, for the uh, for the Toronto for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Geez, for the Toronto Raptors, it's either going to be Pascal Siakam or it's going to be Jakob Podol. Um, give me give me Pascal Siakam. I think it's going to be Pascal Siakam, and that's at a plus one sixty-five. Bryce, you need another cup of coffee? Indeed, I do, sir. Actually, I need a cup of coffee. I couldn't preset my coffee last night because we didn't have power, so I haven't even had a single cup of coffee this morning. Man, yeah, that sucks. It's been rough. Uh, another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with Century 21 Novus. LeBron dominates the Pels and then lifts Lakers into an in-season tournament final. Yeah, man, 133-89. to 89. They destroyed the Pelicans last night. There's been a lot of criticism on Zion Williamson uh, for the effort or lack of effort last night um, out of him. But uh, big win for the Lakers, man. I guess one more thing that LeBron can win that uh, Michael Jordan never did. Michael Jordan never won an in-season tournament. So uh, we'll, we'll see if LeBron can do it just shy of his 39th birthday. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> Bill's Bill Sean McDermott, he's apologized for his 9-11 marks in 2019. <laughs> this was just... This was just... What are you doing? What are you doing, coach? What are you doing? What an idiot, dude! What a moron! Hey, hey, don't ever make comments about 9-11. That's, that's number one. B, don't ever make comments about 9-11 in freaking New York. Like, that's a, that's a, that's a bad look, dude. I just, Not a good idea. I just don't understand what made him think this was fine. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, McDermott told players in a speech to come together and used the terrorists on 9-11 as an example asking players in the room questions about how the attacks were executed and referencing the hijackers getting on the same page. Here's, here's an idea. If you want to use the nine 11 thing, that's fine. Let's use the nine 11 thing, but let's spin it the proper way. Let's go how America came together after nine 11. Let's talk about that. Instead of talking about how the terrorists got together. What the hell dude? I don't know, like, dude. 
I, I, I mean, was when I heard this, I was blown away. Like, how can so, this guy is a is an NFL coach? There's only 32 of these people in the entire world. How do you think this is okay? In your own freaking state, dude. yeah. But like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, it it it, it, it was mentioning 9/11 in the context of the team meeting. The goal of the team meeting was the importance of communication and being on the same page as a team. What the hell were you thinking? No idea. No clue. Uh, <laughs> this is right, this is a man. This is a man that you're like putting I- in charge of decisions, late game important split yeah, second decisions. <laughs> This guy is over here talking about 9-11 in a team meeting. An idiot. You good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> John Rahm leaves the PGA Tour for Live Golf and accepts the fans' backlash. The number for him, and you and I talked about it a little bit yesterday. This is generational wealth yes. that he's, he's taking. Like, look... It, if you're offered 450 million to jump, and that's guaranteed, 450 million guaranteed. If you're offered 450 million guaranteed, you're taking that money. Yeah, like thousand percent. I don't care who you are, even if it's a competitor. If if Michigan offered you 450 million, are you going to go work for them? <laughs> if Michigan offered me five million, I'd go work for them. <laughs> <laughs> have the maize and blue on, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah this is this is crazy man that's uh i believe the the liv golf tour now has four of the past five um uh major winners so i it's it's weird dude but but liv is under the same umbrella now as the pga tour from what i understood from that thing last year i don't know man i'm not trying to sort out any of this i'm just gonna watch whatever golf is on and enjoy the hell out of it that's the plan for me too. Yeah, I just I I'm trying to figure this out and everything. It's uh, I'm done with that. Sweeney and Stoops lament trickle down effects of the transfer portal. Yeah, and they, they yeah yeah I, yeah they talked about it during the uh, tax slayer Gator Bowl. Oh, that's that's cute. I forgot if they're in the tax slayer Gator Bowl. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, that was that was really terrible. <laughs> um, look, we've seen it here and and. and for one of our local kids getting screwed over by a, a college um, because of the transfer portal, it's it's tough, man, and it, it you hate to hear about it. Um, it. It frustrates not only the players but like even the high school coaches, you know. And it's it's terrible to to hear this how the trickle down effects may happen because of the transfer portal. Yeah, and there there has I like the transfer portal and I like NIL, but there just has to be there has to be some parameters that we put around this thing. It can't be just a free for all. Um, we have to get we have to get some rules and some parameters and and something in here to steer college football in the right direction because the wild wild west, which is essentially what NIL and the transfer portal are now. It's just dangerous, yeah. man, and it's crazy, and it's it's it, it, there's there's no direction, and it sucks, man, and it's going to drive people away from it. Uh, so we we just need we need some direction, we need some direction, some path, some parameters, something like that around NIL and the transfer portal. Finally, in 2007, Tim Tebow wins the Heisman Trophy winner. 
or five. Yeah, he yeah. wins the Heisman Trophy award. Uh, yeah. Greatest, greatest college football athlete of all time. You're gonna go with athlete. I, I would argue athlete. I would go greatest college football quarterback of all time. Greatest college, greatest college football athlete, player, human, everything, all time. And I'm sure Casey and Clay are going to text us somebody that played in the 30s with leather helmets that doesn't count because that wasn't football. Well, I'll, I know Nick's going to text us and and say Herschel. Yeah, um, Her- Herschel was great. Herschel was a, a phenomenal, phenomenal football player. Tim Tebow was better. Okay. That'll be fun. I'm going to text him this morning yeah. just for that. I mean, Herschel Walker played football when people's diets consisted of hot dogs and Coca-Cola. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, you can't compare it. it. It's just like, it's trying to compare athletes today to athletes back then. Like Michael Jordan played against a lot of grocery bagger bums and LeBron James plays against people who count how many electrolytes flow into their body. Fair enough. Yeah. It's just, it's just different competition. Same with like Babe Ruth. His thing is Babe Ruth. All of Babe Ruth's records were set against guys who probably just got you know done at a, a factory and came out there and threw seven innings of baseball after they threw nine innings of baseball the the day before it's just different levels of athleticism Got anything else for us today buddy nah man let's get out of here on a friday let's start our weekend this responsible friday uh as we gave you the incredible pulp software and dollars segment uh, let's hope we can jump on that this weekend and, and extend our lead to more than $510. That'd be fantastic. Uh, for Bryce Sparling, I'm Billy Lindahl. Have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, don't forget, we uh, have Hawks basketball tonight. And uh, happy Hanukkah, everybody. It starts tonight. Night one of Hanukkah is tonight. So uh, we will talk to you on Monday. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.